Hello and welcome to another DPST Plus episode. My name is Matt. I'm Nessa. And we are going to review two films tonight from a director you may not have heard of. You might have heard of him, but you you may not have heard of him. His name is... <laughs> Don Coscarelli. Now, his uh, pedigree is... Well, I suppose he's, he's most famously known for... Directing uh, Phantasm. Directing Phantasm in the 80s. Which, which I have never seen. No, I've never seen it either, actually. <laughs> we probably should have reviewed it for this. But anyway, um, we're, we're here more importantly to talk about two of his more recent and more sort yes. of culty films. Uh, two that he's more famous for in a culty sort of way. Like he's, yeah. he's revered like the Lord of a Cult. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he is that for Phantasm as well. Yeah. But that these are definitely more recent yeah. endeavors. One of which I saw in the cinema. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to tell us which ones they are? Right. So um, the first movie we're going to be looking at is Bubba Hotep. Starring... Bruce Campbell. Yes. And Ozzie Davis. Yes. <laughs> the the um, irreplaceable Bruce Campbell. When mm-hmm. he dies, there is nothing left to live for. <laughs> uh, and the second film is John Dies at the End, starring yes. people you've probably never heard of. But uh, also they're really Paul awesome. Giamatti. <laughs> people you've never heard of and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> So, I would like to, if it's okay, yes. uh, do quick synopses of each of the films yep. and then sort of compare them. Okay. Okay. So, Bubba Hotep is, takes place in the South and basically Elvis is still alive. He well, had... a man that calls himself Elvis is still alive. And he's in a nursing home and he'll tell you that he had switched place with an with a Elvis impersonator. And he's now living in a nursing home, and he teams up with Ozzie Davis. I would actually like to avoid spoilers in these, if we can help it at all as well. So, I know this isn't a spoiler, no, but this I'm is just, just saying... this is the outline of the movie. I, I know, because we just did literally no preparation for <laughs> watching the film, so I would like to make that point. So, he teams up with Ozzie Davis, who has... is JFK, yes. he um, says. He's a black man, uh, and he, he says, says that... that they put his brain... His consciousness into a black man's... Yes. No, no, no. They blacked his skin, remember? Yeah, but they also they... put, like, they cut out part of his brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they're living in a nursing home, and a mummy comes along and starts sucking out old people's souls through their butt, and they decide that they need to stop him. Yes. And it's... The, I think the thing that I... One of the things that I like most about this film is it's... The way that it doesn't matter if they really are JFK or... Yeah. Because in this world, they could be. They might as well be. They might be. They might very truly be. But it doesn't matter to the story at the end of the day. And that's why the concept, I think, succeeds so well. Well, and it's... it's Like, I mean, it sounds silly, but it is a relatively, like, small concept or a small story. Yes, yes. It's a very... They are... This is, like, Dread is a... a, The Judge Dread Mm. film that came out... um, fairly recently uh, I, I i like movies now because everything is like uh, the marvel series have just run it into the ground with uh, the the universe is at stake yeah. i like movies that take a, a, a con- one small concept and just work the shit out of it. Dread yeah. did it really well, and I love that film and i love this film for yeah. the same reason. Yeah, and so i actually saw this movie in the cinema uh in 2000 <laughs> Is before 2006. <laughs> yes, 2000 and whenever. Because I know I was living in the States still. Um, but yeah, I saw it in the cinema because I love me some Bruce Campbell. Yep. And 
Yeah, I I just yeah, it's I mean I just think it's a wonderful movie. But let's have a let's do a synopsis for John dies at the end. Okay, so I'm going to try my best at this. So <laughs> John... I did I did jump in and pick get the easy one there. John dies in the end is uh, see both these films are based on there's a, there's a source novel. Yes, I well believe. I think for Bubba Hotep it's a short. Short story, story or yep. a novella? And you are right. See, I read comic horror novel and I just thought... You're like, it's a comic book. And I'm like, it's just yeah. a movie. No, it's just a... It's just a John Dies in the End is just a novel. Um, uh, written by David Wong, who's actually like, I think, editor-in-chief of Crack.com. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, it's his pseudonym. Yeah. He has an actual name. Yeah. But, but um, uh, so John Dies at the End is one of the funniest films I think I've seen in a long time. It is also incredibly weird. Um, <laughs> you said that, you know, you warned me how weird it was. I was like, look, it's really weird. And, and I watched some weird-ass movies. So. <laughs> and it started off, and I was like, this isn't just... This is quirky. This isn't particularly weird. It's just quirky and funny. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's well and truly weird <laughs> by, by at least the middle way, if not... But also very funny. Hilariously. Well, really funny yeah. for, for a lot of parts. Um, so John dies at the end. Okay, so it's about a, uh, a man, a, 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 what, a, a young a male? A young like man. A, a, well, he's... A man in his 20s. He's 20, in his 20s, called David Wong. <laughs> uh, and it's not supposed to be the David Wong, but it's yeah. just a guy with the same name. And that's yep. the kind of, like, bizarre sort of... Well, he changed his name to David Wong because he... Wanted to be harder to find because Wong is the most common last name yeah. on the face of the earth, apparently. And um, and and but that's the kind of bizarre sort of uh, silly little idiosyncrasies of this film that you sort of come to yeah. expect. Um, now he and his friend John are both mm -hmm. sort of like paranormal investigators or something like yeah, that. Yeah, kind of. They... It's never really explained, no. but you see them fairly casually well, they... taking on a demon. Yeah. Well, yeah. he um. Because there's this drug that exists called soy sauce. Yeah, this happens later, though. So, at the start of the film I'm talking about, when okay. they, what do they do in their sort of, like, yeah, they're up like, until Yeah, they point? help people with weird interdimensional problems. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, it's they're sort of like the Supernatural guys or Ghostbusters or something like that. I've never watched Supernatural. I just but... know. It's all over <laughs> Tumblr, man. You can't avoid it. But, and they, uh, they, they get involved with this drug that they call soy sauce, which is hilarious. And it's it somehow heightens the senses of the host uh, of the person. That, yeah, that well, and that's a it, side effect because what it actually does is it sort of like almost allows you to like see through the veils of interdimensional time and space, time and and space basically. So you sort of know the future and the past and all these, and you can you know. Uh, but it also now uh, it's also uh, would it be a spoiler to reveal what 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 it. Maybe. Yeah, so I won't say that. But it, anyway, they, they come in contact with this drug and it opens up this world of bizarre sort of happenings that are sort of yeah. are going on and they get involved and it's all very trippy because... Yes, because it's uh, because time, and especially because time isn't linear. Yeah. Because John dies, big surprise, not a spoiler. It's in the fucking title. <laughs> but then he can communicate with David from yeah. apparently beyond the grave. But then... He's not dead for the whole film, and, I, and it doesn't really explain how he sort of came back. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, yeah, so that's that. They're the short synopsis yeah. of both of these films. Um, it sounds a lot more convoluted than it is because I think it's, it's, 
it's it is very it jumps all over the place like that and yeah. the, the humor is very absurdist and very surreal but i never felt lost as mm. such because which is really odd given just how many different you feels like you should feel lost yeah but except there's one distinct thread of narrative that runs through the whole thing yeah. pretty much and it's that's quite easy to follow it's just that there's the the actual in telling the story the the jokes and the scenarios just branch off in really mm. bizarre ways, but it always still sticks to that one yeah. thread of narrative. So, which one should we dive into first? Um, let's dive into... Let's go Baba Hotep. Okay, yeah. so the movie that was released. Yeah. Let me start by saying that I feel like, as, as, as an initial comparison, I feel like both these films, are, it's very much... I feel like he's almost doing a Sam Raimi sort of fanfic in both of these films. <laughs> Um, they're both very Sam Raimi-esque in, in terms of Although, how Although, I phantasm and... Like, Don Coscarelli would have been making movies before Sam Raimi. Of course, of course. But, uh, Baba Hotep has mm. um, uh, Bruce Campbell, okay? Yes. Um, there is one distinct scene where he's fighting off a bat or, or an insect or something. It's an insect. Yeah, so scarab. the scarabs, yeah. He's fighting off a scarab. And it is filmed... In exactly the same style and tone as when he's fighting like his own Dead hand yeah. in Evil Dead 2. And it's very clear that it's an homage to yeah. that film and him as an actor. And, I always, my, the interesting thing that I felt when I was watching Bubba Hotep that it's kind of this like, it's because it's an absurd premise, of yes. course, but that there's like weird truth about getting old yes. in it. And like about how people treat old people, like yes. they don't matter and what they say is silly and that they're just like just like their furniture, like they're not, like mm. there, there is some like weird, like really kind of heartfelt. And this is why I love this film so much because, okay, both these films, the actors 100% committed mm. to, Absolutely. to them. Um, secondly, uh, Baba Hotep is very clearly a B movie and um, John Dies in the End becomes very much that, I think, in the yeah. latter half of it, um, more so than the sort of, than the, than first, the first bit. bit. Yeah. Um, and it's, but at their core, they've both got very important things to say at certain mm. points in time. And this is, this is what makes Baba Hotep so strong as a film, mm. despite its ridiculous premise. Yes. Because it very sincerely uh, talks about getting old and, and sort of like, because it's set in the modern day. No, the six. No, it would be set like sort of. In the 90s, I think. Yeah, it is, maybe the like 90s. That. Yeah, I or believe, something yeah. like that. But the point is that Elvis is in this film, what, 60, 70 yeah, or, or he's thereabouts? he's an older man. He's, and this is his last hurrah. No, like, so his story, and I don't think this is a spoiler. But if it is a spoiler, stop mm. listening if you don't want to know anything about okay. the movie. But yes. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you exactly when to come back in because I'm <laughs> not knows? editing this in real time. Um, <laughs> but his story is that he was an Elvis impersonator. Uh, and Elvis one day came... Oh, sorry, sorry. So he's Elvis. He's, yes, so he is Elvis. One day he went to see this Elvis impersonator. He, Why? I can't recall. Uh, he's just tired. He's tired of being Elvis. He's tired of having yeah, everyone right. just agree with him. And he's just yeah, tired he of... He feels like his friends are phony and that his life is empty. He just wants to live real life. So he goes and finds this famous Elvis impersonator who yes. is played by Bruce Campbell as if it's a Bruce Campbell character, <laughs> not as if it's Bruce Campbell doing Elvis. Yeah. Um, Although... In the role as Elvis, the lead character, he's amazing. Yes. Like, he's he also really great transforms. in the other role as well. Oh, yeah, but they're it's a much sillier role. They're two very distinct characters, yes. even though they're the same person essentially playing Elvis. The Elvis, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, 
it's never ex- well I mean it's never explicitly shown but the idea is that he switches places with this other guy becomes yeah. his own Elvis impersonator and so this other guy lives out Elvis's life and but he's got a bit of a drug problem and, and he dies uh, and, before he is, gets a chance to switch yeah. back yes which is great because it's sort of like this guy you can understand how this sort of guy who wants to be Elvis finally gets the fame and then goes out of control and yeah. dies of a drug problem so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so Elvis lives his life basically being an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. And then um, he he loses the contract in an explosion. Um, his trailer oh, explodes yeah. at the trailer park. Um, and, the, and the fake Elvis dies. Yeah, uh, and so then he's basically, he's just stuck being a guy who was an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. And he falls off stage at one point and breaks his hip, ends up in the hospital, and yep. no one believes he's him, and that's where he's been yeah. for the rest of his life, basically. Uh, so no one believes that he's the real Elvis. They all treat him like he's... And he could be crazy, and that's the beautiful thing mm. about this film. It doesn't matter. But he, this mummy comes back to life, and... Or, well, yeah, oh, sorry. The, it's, the, it's a mummy that's like... It's been, it got, it was, there was an accident and it got jumped off a truck into yeah. it. And now it was it's stolen it, from the museum and where it was. Hotep being obviously the ancient Egyptian yeah. and then Bubba because they're down in the south. In the south. So he, he refers to it as a Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, wears, he wears, you know, cowboy boots and a stits. Because why the fuck not? But, uh, and it's sort of like, it becomes his, uh, well, for both him and JFK, they're just like, fuck it, we're old, we're going to die soon, let's do something of yeah, worth with let's ourselves, save let's save him. the world. Or, well, you know, and save at least this nursing yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. really, let's save the nursing home. Because... Excuse me, I just need to take off my pants. <laughs> and it's just, it, there is sort of this beautiful kind of relationship, because you have a guy who's like, I'm Elvis, and nobody believes him, and then when he meets Ozzie Davis, and Ozzie Davis is like, I'm JFK, even Elvis doesn't believe him. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a black man. Yeah. Uh, who looks and, nothing like JFK. And, and both their stories make about as much sense as each other. But there's a lot of heart to the film mm. for a lot of it. Um, I sort of feel like if I were to lay any criticism upon this film, and there's very few that I think I could yeah. lay down, I would say that I think that when it starts to get into the monster fight, yes. it f- starts to lose its way, only because I think the limitations of the budget mm. uh, start to There's show. There's only so much they could it, actually do in the monster exactly. fight. And look, they, they do as much, they don't overdo it and mm. do it badly. It's just that I feel like it's half-baked. Well, not yeah. half-baked, but it, it, it's not as compelling as yeah. I felt it could have been. I would agree with that, especially upon rewatching. I feel like when I watched it the first time, I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. And this time I was a little bit more like, oh, I can kind of see some more of the faults in yeah. it. But it is genuinely creepy a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and, the and scene it's... with Bubba walking down the corridor, that was that fucking gave me the creeps hardcore. Yeah. Was, yeah so, um, really great like makeup and like yeah. practical effects in exactly, this as well. Exactly, yeah. It's a man in a suit with makeup. Yeah. Well, in a suit. I mean, he's dressed in a costume. Yeah. It's not really a, a rubber suit or anything, but yeah. it's with some cool makeup and it's all practical and it's very well done. Yeah, yeah. and I just, yeah, I, it's it's a great movie and really there are like basically have four characters in it and only three of them speak because Bubba doesn't speak. Yeah. Like there are very few, there's like one other character, like a woman who comes in yeah. and, and she's like throwing away her dad's purple heart. Yeah. And it's just like, again, it's really, so much of it is a meditation on sort of like what it is to get old. Yeah, because then then uh, Elvis criticizes her because, you know, he says, 
Like you, you never came and saw him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's been laying next to this man for a while. And while this man was never really pleasant to be around, he's sort of—it's still your kid. Exactly. Like you should still, you should still visit them. Yeah. I, and I and I can't help but love the moment when the nurse, because the nurse kind of just talks to him like he's a kid, and at one point he's just like, "Fuck off." <laughs> And there's something kind of really nice about him taking that power back. <laughs> That's right. He, it's, I found it a little jarring because I never found her to be mean. I, always, no, I just found her but to be condescending. Condescending. But, but I think the point is supposed to be is that when you're old, everyone condescends yeah, to you. Like you don't understand the world even though clearly you've lived through a bunch of shit. And there's this one point, yeah, you're right, when he's in the garden and she comes out and she says something about Like, oh, it. it's time for your nap. And he's, he flips out at her and it's really funny. It's really funny and at the same time it's like you can see where that's coming from from yeah. like a weird honest place. So like, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. I own this movie. There's yeah. just, it's, I just think it's a, it's a great little movie. And again, yeah. it tells a little story. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice to see movies that tell a smaller story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so th uh, that's Baba Hotep. Then there's John dies at the end. Yes. Yeah, so this was quite a few years later because this just came out in mm. 2012. Yeah. And I, I um, as sorry, what's the director's name? Don Coscarelli. Don. Don. When um, <laughs> Don is 60 or 60 odd, so yes. he's he's not a spring chicken. This is a very youthful film, though. Yes. I felt that. The, the cast was quite youthful for the most part. They were filmed in a very youthful style, very energetic. Mm. There, were, there was a lot of energy to the performances, um, which I found really a, a lot of credit to Don to, to get yeah. this kind of energy well, out of these people. When and especially like watching it as, when the other movie that you've watched of his is Bubba Hotep, like, it couldn't be farther yeah. on the other end yeah, when it comes to age. Yep. Like, this is a movie about people dying. This is a movie about people kind of almost just starting out, if you yeah. think about people in their early 20s being yeah. sort of starting out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that that was, I, that was, that's like one of the first things I noticed. Very quick cuts, mm. very, very frenetic sort of yeah. uh, style that it's, it's filmed in. Um, yeah, and very energetic performances. Really committed performances from yeah. the main two guys. The main two guys are, like, amazing. Like, yeah. it shocks me that they haven't done more. Exactly. Because of you just watch them and you're like, these guys are awesome. Yeah, especially, I, I see, I, I, really, I love the character playing David Wong. He's mm. great and he really carries the yeah. film for a lot of it. And he's really, yeah. he's got great... Because so much of it is just him. And he's very funny as well. Yeah. But um, I, I actually... Uh, I, and this is probably uh, based on a su superficial sort of opinion that I had of him, but the guy playing John yeah. looks like some surfy bum. <laughs> he looks like some pretty boy that you'd see in One Tree Hill, but he's <laughs> fucking hilarious. So funny. So funny and so committed and so mm. um, ready to just not look attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, he he's impressive. Yeah. Because I agree, when you first see him, you're like, who's this douche? Yeah. Because he has the look of a guy who's kind of a douche. Yeah. But he totally, he sells it. And he's he's so funny. Like, he's so just got... So funny. Yeah, great. He's got great timing, I feel. Mm. Um, there's also an impressive cast of well-known actors as well. There's, yeah. There's Paul Giamatti. Yes. In, in one of the best roles I've seen him in recently. Uh, I, it's, I it's, honestly, like, I mean, I liked him in Sideways and since then, this is probably the yeah. thing I've liked him in the most. Yeah. I mean, apparently, so he had a lot to do with the production of this film uh, and he loved the source novel. Mm. Um, so it makes sense that he's so committed to the small role that he got yeah. for himself. But I mean, it's the, I mean, he's part of the framing device because the yeah. framing device is David Wong trying to tell a story to this journalist to get the story out there. Yeah. Um, and he plays the journalist, and he's he's great though. He's yeah, yeah again, like you said, just commits to it, man. Yeah. Just goes so I, for I, it. I really enjoyed him. Um, 
there's the the guy that played uh, Pan in Pan's Labyrinth. There's all the other creatures, and he played the what, what's the name of the character in Hellboy? Um, uh, Abe. 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 Sapien. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the first movie, he just did the physicality, and the second Hellboy, he did the voice as well. Yes, yes. I'm about to find his. Uh, name. name, yes. Uh, cast of characters. Oh, Clancy Brown is in it as well. Yes. That's right. Um, Clancy Brown, who's Mr. Funny. Krabs, as well as um, being in Super Troopers and all, uh, not Super Troopers, Starship Troopers. <laughs> uh, very different films. You said that, and I kind of was like, is that, yeah. he was in Super Troopers? But he's in this, and he's he plays a really understated performance that's really mm. good as well. Um, and Doug Jones is the name of the of the, of the, the, yes, the movement actor go. that is yeah. so, and he's really good in this as well. I, I, I really he's like very him. creepy. I wish you could have seen more of him. Mm. That's, that, that's, mm. that happened, that comes up a lot in this movie though, because, um, I, and I read a little bit of, the interview with David Wong, the author, not yeah. the character, and where he talked about, like, he loved the adaptation. He seemed to really enjoy it, but that he talks about how, you know, because it's a film, it has to be so much faster, which means you have to cut out a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you do feel like there's stuff that's clearly getting cut out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does at times feel kind of rushed, but not in a bad, not like, the, I'm never, I never didn't enjoy watching it. I, I feel like that's more apparent to me upon reflection. Mm. I feel like, thinking back, I feel like I, w I wanted more, which is a good yeah. thing. It's a great thing. Well, I mean, so I stumbled upon this film last year, mm. and I was like, I can't even remember why they may, I feel like Scott Mosier mentioned it in a yeah. podcast, and I was like, oh, I'll watch that. And I, I watched it and immediately it was like, everyone I know needs to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, it's so strange, but so funny, yep. and just so enjoyable. Yes, yes. Um, again, uh, I, I felt I felt a lot like Baba Hotep. It sort of lost its way towards the end in terms of what keeping me engaged. Like, yeah. I, I felt more than anything in this one, uh, it was let down by the the cheapness of the CGI. Yeah, uh, it, there were very clear. It was like really obvious green screen shots and all this kind of stuff. And I I, I know that it, they weren't trying to hide the fact that all this was yeah. fake. But it just looked so fake. I felt it distracting at times. Yeah. So if if you've watched the movie, it's the time the part point where you sort of it's less engaging is when they go through the portal. Yeah. So post mall. Yeah. 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 Um, Up until then, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and I even don't, then, even yeah. then, beyond then, it's not terrible. It's just that I found that uh, where I said like Bubba Hotep, they sort of didn't go as far as I felt they needed to, but they acted within the limits yeah. of, of their budget constraints or whatever. This one, I felt like they reached, they overextended and and didn't quite gr grab what they, well, you know, I almost, what I felt would have would have helped. I almost feel like part of the problem is we have these this then we have these long extended scenes where the focus is not on either of the main characters. Yeah. We're like, we have to learn all this backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very quickly, all this exposition. Yeah. And when the focus isn't sort of on David or John, yeah. it's slightly less interesting as a it's, film. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, they really drive the movie. Absolutely. And I feel like it was... The, the, the plot was such a mystery up until this point for, for a lot of it. Like yeah. the, Sorry, the, the, the thing at the core, that when you find out what the thing at the core of it all is... It's kind of underwhelming. And it, like, almost, it almost has to be. And it always There's almost feels... nothing that could be fulfill it because yeah. you've spent such a long time invested with these characters being like, what's it yeah. gonna be? And the interesting thing is, I don't, I, I don't know if I'd be 
more disappointed if they hadn't resolved it, if yeah. it had stayed as absurd and, and ridiculous until the end. Or because I, 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 there's always a thing with these kind of films where it's like, <sighs> does mystery leave you more to discuss? Or does having it yeah. explained in a way that you're just like, wait, what? Like, it really felt like it took a left turn. Like, even for this film, it yeah. felt like a left turn. Like, it. And I could see where with a slower build, maybe it would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's so fast. Yeah. It really is just like the very end of the movie. It comes in and it's yeah. sort of like, I mean, it sort of comes in as like, do us machina, woo! Yeah. And like, <laughs> it is just like, all of a sudden, like, hand of God comes in to, ex- to explain everything. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, because the thing is as well, I don't think the point of the film up until that point was to explain it. Like, yeah. what I actually think, the funny thing is I feel like the, the revelation in the end actually had nothing, it didn't really explain the soy sauce. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't actually think it explained no. the soy sauce or the repercussions of the soy sauce. I'm speaking in specifically about the Wigger dude, who I actually thought was a really good actor as well. He was intense. Like, could, um, Very He's good. sort of like a minor villain. Yeah, uh, he gets you know, so he's just a regular. Well, he's kind of just a dick to begin with. Yeah, and then we see him um, get sort of infected by these yes. crazy little spores, and he's hollowed out, yeah. and then he's just he's just a creature. He's controlled by, but he looks like a man. Like he looks exactly oh, yeah. like, and he acts like he does, except that he's like really sinister and malevolent. Mm. And it's really well done from what looks like quite a young actor, a guy mm. you've never seen before, and I love the idea. And I, you know, we've both experienced it. That there's a great pool of talent out there that doesn't mm. necessarily hit the big time. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, I find that this is drawing from that pool in a really productive way. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I, you often see casting of, of, you know, new faces and whatnot in films, at like, you know, uh, and introducing etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And they're pretty average. But these guys were like, top notch quality, like really good yeah. quality performers. Just yeah. everybody in it just went for it. Yeah, and I've never seen any of them before. No, uh, I mean, other I, than obviously Paul Giamatti Clancy. Yeah. Like the people. Oh, who, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the, the newer for, guys. Yeah, but for like the kids. Yeah. The kids, they're easily our age. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really, yeah. I, I, and I feel like Baba Hotep, uh, I, I, this, John Dies at the End, I liked more at the start. Then I sort of liked the start of Baba Hotep because Baba Hotep is a little bit slow to get off its Definitely feet. Definitely much slower than this movie, that's it's, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's, it, well, but then what film is faster <laughs> than this film to get off its but feet? Because it it this is. really gets into it. But again, like you were saying, just because they have diff- like that energy thing about it, yeah. such, that Baba Hotep very much has an older person's energy and because yeah. of that, it is a much slower film. Yeah, but yeah, and it's like if I had to sort of put it out of 10, so the first act would probably be like... Of Baba? A f- yeah, of okay. Bubba, would probably be like, ah, uh, oh, okay, look, this is a relative scale. So yeah. it's not like five is average. Five is pretty good in this, but relative, it's I would say it's about a five out of ten. Then the, the second act, where it yeah. really gets into him explaining where he's come from, pardon me, I'm burping, but explaining where he's coming from and, and sort of where he, he starts his friendship mm. with JFK and whatnot. That's like a 15 out of 10. <laughs> and then the last act's maybe like a 10 out of 10. So this okay. is a bizarre scale. I like your scale because it's out of 10, but it can clearly go above 10. Yes. <laughs> because I can't, I see, the problem is, <coughs> if, I had, if I said it was 0, 10, and 5, that would, that yeah, would seem... Yeah, that doesn't yeah. work. So 5, 15, and 10 out of 10. Yeah. Just, so, whereas John <laughs> Dies at the End is like 10 at the start, 
maybe an eight as it sort of goes along and then it falls down to a five in the last third, I, yeah. I would say, of it. I, because the start is so engaging, so mm. funny and so compelling. The middle of it, it starts to get pile more complicated yeah. elements of it, and that's where it starts to get really weird. And so it's still hilarious, but it, it, I feel like it's it loses its way just a little bit. And it's not even a criticism, though, because I just found the start so good. <laughs> it's almost like the start's so good, it's hard for anything to live up to how great that beginning was. And when I say the start, I mean probably the first half hour. The yeah. first third of the film, I just found really, really like entertaining. Mm. And it's not even like the second act isn't entertaining. Mm. I laughed the hardest in the second act. <laughs> like the bit where... Okay, so John is... Dead, in inverted commas. Yes. But he's talking to uh, David through his cell phone. And then, he, then David realizes... Looks at his cell phone, he realizes it's broken. He's can't like, believe this is still working. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's all he says. He's like, I can't believe this is still working. And then he puts it up to his head and it's like smashed beyond repair. But it's just the kind of comment that shows you just this kind of dream reality that mm. we're in and just the way that these characters accept what's happening in this bizarre way. But it works because, as I said, they were sort of like... Uh, paranormal investigators yeah. beforehand or whatever. Yeah, because because we get shown like where they're at now, and then the, the, most of the movie is like a flashback of him yeah. telling their origin story. Yeah, um, and you see them deal with a demon and but all yeah, this kind of so stuff. Yeah, so you're saying the funniest bit. To and, you. And, yeah, so and then he's like, John tells him, "Look, uh, there's a there's a guy, a hot dog stand just up the road." John uh, David David looks at it. He's like, "Go buy a bratwurst." So he buys a bratwurst. Uh, and it's one please and he hands over his money and he gets this bratwurst in a, on a bun um, and uh, John's like okay now put it up to your ear and he's like what? he's like just put it up to your ear so he puts it up so he takes the phone down and puts it up to his ear and John starts talking to him through the bratwurst and David's like alright I get it it's you're in my head it's not yeah, like yeah you could have just said that yeah yeah <laughs> um, and then at one point, so that's the setup to the thing that I found the funniest. And he's like, um, you got to get all the money you can and then you've got to go to this place. And yeah. he's like, I don't have any money. Like, He's like, I had like five bucks and I spent three of them on the bratwurst. On the bratwurst. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, open up the bun. There should be a hundred dollar note between the sausage and the bun. And he opens it up and he's like, and there's nothing there. And he puts it back to his head and he says, um, there's no money in there. It's just a piece of lettuce. <laughs> And it's just, and then they just move on. He's uh, like, oh, okay. There's so and many things on. that are just like so silly and weird, but so funny. But the line, there's no money in there. It's just a piece <laughs> of lettuce, lettuce. Made me piss myself. <laughs> like, and it's just, it's also because of the way it's, it's mm. delivered as well. The delivery is just so, just like. It's really dry. So dry. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, it was just like, oh. You're a little bit confused, but it's not like it's the most absurd fucking yeah. thing you've ever heard, which is you're what like, it is. Like he almost like it's almost more he's confused that there isn't the money at yeah. this point. It's just it lettuce. Was, yeah, <laughs> I was. It was. Yeah. So and, and see, but it's just that I feel like in terms of its strength as a film and as a narrative, it sort of loses its. Mm. It starts to wobble. I can see that. Um, Although I, maybe I, it's not even that. Maybe it's just that. I mean, I, I felt the first act had just such a perfect blend mm. that when it starts to get more surreal, the blend falls apart and it becomes m far more of one type of film than it does yeah. anything else. Um, I mean, yeah. I this movie I just thought was so funny. The only parts to me that probably fall down 
are in that end bit, like I said, with yeah. all that exposition and the Dues Machina, and where it just sort of yes. feels like yeah. you're not, your focus isn't on the boys. Yeah. So I that agree. loses it. Yeah. It sort of loses my attention. It's not that it's not good. It's not that it's not interesting. But I'm less interested. I'm probably being overly critical of it because it was it was really. I just felt you could feel them piling on the the absurdity in the middle part mm. and not resolving any of it. So it just started. Yeah. You just started to get this bigger and bigger pile of shit. Like what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Which is, I think, is a contributing factor to the end being like, oh. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, but there still are great moments all the way through. The even movie. at the end, like yeah. the dog, when the dog. Well, I, I'm just gonna Did say, he just sacrifice himself no, to save the universe? He's I think a that's... hero. <laughs> like they're, I just like how impressed. Like, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. There's and as as you know, as we're saying, there's still bits in the end that are really. Funny and funny really and awesome. And the thing is, we're is, talking like a big picture sort of thing, and we're really being nitpicky when we come. Yeah, to it, because so. truly, if I, if someone was like rate the movie, I, I and if I, I did, if we just sat awesome. here and went like it's fucking awesome for like twenty minutes, <laughs> it, this wouldn't be interesting. You've got to, sometimes you've got to nitpick if you've got yeah. it, and this is what yeah. We're doing. I mean, yeah. and the, I like that there's 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 a lot to be gained from multiple viewings of yes. this movie as well. Oh, because it's far too much to take in in one. Yeah, like, watching and the thing is, is it doesn't pale with multiple viewings. Yes. You actually get more out of it. Yes, in yes. my opinion, because now I've watched it at least four times. Mm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because these two films are just so far apart in tone, mm. in in sort of uh, the the age, in yeah, which the sensibility, the, the that sensibility, yeah, and sort of what you feel like their ultimate point might be. It just couldn't yeah. be more different. But they've both got uh, a lot of really interesting sort of things to say, and yeah, and, uh, they um, both interestingly center around like a strong male friendship. Yes. But yes. not, and not like not like a super and machismo, it's not yeah, it's laden, like it's, exactly. but also not like too sweet. It's just just yeah. friendship, yeah, which is kind of nice to see. It is very nice to see. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Hmm. Is there anything else that we can say about these films? You should just see them, watch them, find yeah. them wherever you can. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> so, so entertaining. They're yeah. Very entertaining. They're films. so entertaining. It makes me want to watch Phantasm. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, is the, the, but then I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid that it and, won't be as good. And this is this is the beautiful thing about it. It's just like while the premise of both films might just be so fucking like insane, <laughs> they're, um, he's Don has got a, a a wonderfully talented and committed group of actors. Mm. Uh, who've read a script that is just insane and gone fuck yes and absolutely <laughs> committed to it. Now I don't know yeah. whether it's, I, I it's a credit to his direction I think because mm. I think he gets a lot out of his actors and whatnot. Um, yeah. And he gets the the tone just so right. Um, yeah, and I think he's a co-writer on at least Boba Hotep, if not both of I them. I think both of them. I think on both of them. Yeah. yeah. And this dude's sixty, and so he can write a film about you know. Uh, old age and a last hurrah. And see, this is the thing. Like, what was the what was that that uh, space that Hollywood space film? And it had Donald Sutherland and all these kind of people. Tommy Lee Jones. And it was about these old oh, was it astronauts. Like old go, space cowboys. Space cowboys. That's it. <laughs> yes, and I have that, not seen it. You know what? I think this is that film done better. It's yeah. that. It's that premise. It's old guys on a last hurrah before mm. they die, basically. And it's the same thing, except that was completely saccharine, yeah. boring, overdone, uh, and the stakes, they were so high that they were unrelatable. Yeah. Whereas this one, 
it's they just like, want to save the nursing home. Yeah. They just want to stop this guy from hurting the people. Like, they, even if they don't know them, but they're mm. like, you know, these people don't deserve that. Yeah. Exactly. It's nice. that, that, it, it is. Because it's, it's, it's not like... Elvis doesn't owe anything to anyone in no. there. Uh, he he, do, he didn't owe... And this is why I liked the moment where, where he chastised the daughter so much. Mm. I didn't hate the daughter's character either. No. Because, uh, strangely, she was three-dimensional, mm. even though she was only in the film for about ten minutes. Yeah, on. but you still you understand that, like, it's not that she hated her dad. She just didn't really have a relationship with him. Yeah. But uh, Bruce Campbell's... Uh, sorry, Elvis, you got the impression that the other guy was sort of a bit of a pain to have around because mm. he's on his deathbed and he's always moaning and, and sort of in pain yeah. and coughing and all. And, you know, he's basically a guy dying, which is not pleasant. Um, and you got the uh, I, uh, sort of feeling that it was a little bit irritating to an extent because of that, yeah. maybe. Um, and Bruce Cam- uh, Elvis didn't owe this character anything, but he's just like... Basic lady. human decency. Exactly, exactly. And that's why they... Um, sort of, they endeavour to do this, and it's not for personal glory. It's no, like it's like let's just these people don't deserve to have their exactly. souls sucked out. When when because and because their experience is they've been left here. Everyone they're all kin. They they've mm. all been left there by people that don't really give a fuck yeah. about them, uh, and they've all had to suffer in silence. They don't deserve to go out like this. Yeah. Like, it's a great. It's uh, great. It's, just, it's warming my heart as I, I say know. it. <laughs> And yeah, as you said, like uh, John dies at the end is is, is very has, has a similarly heartwarming core mm. that it's about two friends, you know, they're, they're yeah. friends with each other. It's sort of like, and I mean, and in that movie, you're looking at two people who are like sort of aimless, don't know what to do with their life, and then are sort of given purpose. Yes. As well. You're also looking at people, again, who are given sort of this purpose, even yeah. though it, it's a strange purpose. And they and don't even know what it is for and a And they don't know the why they get to have yeah. it as well, which is part of it as well, but mm. that they... they and are... I've got to say, it's not even really explained that well, no. to be honest, but... <laughs> but that, that it feels like they, they have a purpose now. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I Look, I really like these films. I think they were directed with a lot of heart mm-hmm. and a lot of care. Uh, I think every, all on all levels, both script and actors and directing it was given a lot of a lot of care a yeah. lot of they all was just like uh, it sort of had a sensibility about it like uh, a bunch of amateur filmmakers were just like fuck yeah let's just make a movie you know yeah. and they're just like yeah there was a, a youthful exuberance about both of them mm-hmm. like um and and you know that the script while good is is it, like I suppose the analogy is like uh, amateur filmmakers. The script isn't going to be great, but they'll still give it everything they yeah. got. Whereas this, the script was actually the scripts were actually really good. I think yeah. for both of them, but the the premise was just so out there in oh, both yeah. senses that it was I like, mean, they were clearly never going to be movies made by big studios. Yeah, but can I return to the Sam Raimi sort of thing again? Yeah, because uh, I felt like uh, John dies at the end had it did the Sam Raimi thing of sort of like real prop like like rubber sort of creatures mm. that are you yeah. know and they they look sort of i suppose cheap-ish but not not so cheap that they're unbelievable like yeah. you could suspend your disbelief when you were watching them and it, it was just this cool practical effect that was a lot more interesting than if there was like a cgi spider or yeah. whatever you know well and, and and let's think about the the meat monster yes. at the start that is so evil dead when that thing comes together like it is so i feel like both of them are sort of sam raimi fan films well almost. and and there's and when you think about homages. people getting together and being like let's make a movie yeah that's sam raimi in yeah. the beginning of like that's yeah. all those boys that's you know the raimis and 
Bruce Campbell yeah. and all those guys got together. That was their whole thing. Let's just get together and make a movie. Yeah. And so that energy about it makes it kind of feel that way as yeah. well. I just, I just got so much respect for this dude that he's 60 years old and, and doing films like this. It's yeah. just, they're so good. And even with all the nitpicky bullshit flaws that we were, <laughs> that we were talking about today, I would see one of these films in the theatre any day over oh, half yeah. the, sh- over 90% of the shit that's come out. Like, oh, so much. Because it's so creative and interesting and different yeah. and is willing to tell kind of its own story and not stick to sort of a... Uh, you know, well, this is how we make this kind of movie. It's like, no, he's just going to make the movie how it needs to be told. Yeah, he tells the story the way the story deserves to be and told. And let's take a really good sort of box office smash hit. Let's take uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Now, you haven't seen this, but... No. I, look, I really like this film. All the, the, the characters, you could see where their motivations came for, from. Nothing was black and white. Andy Serkis still blew everything. The... the, cre- the, the Ape effects were a lot better than the original Rise of the Planet mm. of the Apes, but it still felt like here are the boxes that we've got to check. Mm. Here is the massive CGI, uh, you know, um, battle that we now have to have the end at the end of every movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like here's where we've pissed all our money away on CGI and all this kind of stuff. And I just I long for a film that takes one little premise and just fucking yeah. rings it until there's nothing left yeah. to get out of it. Like. Yeah. As long as they do it well, and these movies definitely do that. Yeah. And this is why I brought up Dread before as well. Dread is another fan. Dread is a fantastic film, but it's sort of like a nice middle ground between these because it takes a, a nice little premise. Yeah. It's one guy in a block full of criminals, and he's got to fight them off. Yeah. Uh, and but it's also got that sort of higher budget sort of thing yeah. going for it. Um, and I, you know, so I. I and just, the premise is, I mean, while silly, is not is kind of less absurd. Yeah. But I just, yeah, and this is, these are really good sort of, um, as you said, sort of let's make a movie kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So go out, find them, watch them. Bubba Hotep and John Dies at the End. Yes, by Don... Coscarelli. Coscarelli. Again, I'm guessing on that pronunciation, but that's what it looks like. (laughs) Great films, great films. So, uh... All right. So I guess that's probably DPST plus one. Plus... Plus... Two. Plus... Plus number two. Plus one, number two. No. Yes. <laughs> plus it's number just two. Plus. Plus, plus okay. and then number two. <laughs> what segment are we doing again? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you later. Bye.